Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Josiah Lippincott, Marine Corps veteran, American greatness columnist, and PhD student at Hillsdale College. Uh, Josiah, thank you for being on the show. How are you? I'm doing well, Dr. Ritchie. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Listen, man, I don't know if I want to say congratulations or condolences, but good luck uh, in your PhD studies. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. 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 All right. We're going to chop it up about vaccine mandates, protocols, et cetera. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about that dynamic. So we will allow you an opportunity to share your sentiment and then we'll get into the discussion. Sure. I look forward to it. All right. What do you believe about vaccine protocols in America? Yeah, the first, the core argument that I've made in my written work is that these mandates violate uh, bodily autonomy. They strip people of a fundamental freedom um, when you're forcing someone to undergo a medical procedure that they can't give informed consent to. So the arguments that I've been making in my written work and then on Twitter was that there's there's several layers of problems, but one of the biggest is that these mandates are being imposed administratively. Uh, so you don't have even legislatures who are making these rulings. You have unelected bureaucrats who are responsible for imposing these mandates on the American people. And I take issue with that. I believe in Republican government. I believe in elections. Um, and I think people should be held accountable. Um, but again, I think there's a deeper issue here, which is that forcing people to undergo medical treatments like this is uh, is fundamentally suspect. And, and I can get into the history of that if you'd like me to. But um, I'm, I'm very much opposed. And I think th and there's there's all kinds of reasons. But all right, I let's start there. Concentrate on the law and on the, the fundamental question there. OK, if I were to say to you, you oppose these mandates or protocol based on a constitutional or statutory core, meaning it is intrusion or intrusive for this kind of protocol. Would I be correct to assume that's what you believe? Yes. But I would argue there's a deeper core. There's a natural rights core, which yeah. is that you own your body. You own it. And so when a corporation, a massive multi-billion dollar corporation or the government comes to you and says, you need to submit to medical procedures in order to keep your property, i.e. your job, they that is tyrannical. And I think it's something that obviously should not be allowed. So let's go to the executive order that has been front and center um, of the national narrative. Biden's executive order, what has been called a COVID vaccine mandate, is actually not a mandate when you look at the wording. Uh, literally, the order, one, does not apply to most companies, number one. Number two, it doesn't apply as a mandate because you can submit to a test once every seven days and you can insert your religious or philosophical difference to the actual protocol. So I will give you this, it's a COVID-19 vaccine protocol, but it is not a mandate in the executive wording. Would you agree or disagree? No, I disagree. And the yep. reason I would say that is because you you can get exceptions, quote unquote, to the OSHA's administrative mandate here, the emergency rule that they put together. But the fundamentally, the government is still using its force to compel businesses to uh, subjugate their employees either to um, the vaccine itself or to what I call biomedical surveillance. 
i.e. the state and corporations in, that are allies of the state basically have the right now to make you submit to biomedical procedures, even the COVID test, to prove that you're healthy. One of the lines that I keep using is that you should not treat healthy people like biohazards. It's inhumane. And I don't think the semantic uh, hair splitting makes it any better, if you Josiah, will. Josiah, let's go somewhere, okay? Uh, I want to take you to the 10th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which basically says, hey, you know, if there's no federal, if there's no federal law against this, states get to create uh, these various laws to govern uh, their state. That, that's something we've known, you know, since day one, right? And then you have the OSHA regulatory system, uh, which they derived their powers from the Constitution. It was codified uh, in a congressional statute. And it says, listen, the Congress has the right or the authority, not right, the authority to create what's called administrative law. And under the statutory language of the federal government, OSHA has the authority to regulate uh, issues that relate to safety, and they deal with interstate commerce. <clears throat> so when you make a statutory argument that somehow this is not lawful, you then have to go back and unravel what happened in the 1970s with the passage of the law that created OSHA, and you have to go back to the derivative, uh, which is where the Constitution empowers Congress to create agencies that can enact administrative law. My point to you is, if you go down this, this track, which you can, you can journey down the rabbit hole, you have to unravel longstanding federal law and ultimately the U.S. Constitution, which grants administrative power to uh, organizations like OSHA to, to grant uh, administrative law, correct? Well, I would say let's absolutely let's go down the rabbit hole. So I would say to your first point, 10th Amendment state power. In yeah. 1905, the Supreme Court made a ruling in Jacobson v. Massachusetts. And in that case, the Supreme Court decided that states had the power to compel vaccination. Here's the problem. In 1927, the Supreme Court used Jacobson v. Massachusetts as the um, as the uh, predecessor case, as the justification for Buck v. Bell which is the mandatory sterilization case, arguing that the power over vaccination gives a power over sterilization under the rulings about health. So I would argue, A, I would take issue with the idea that the 10th Amendment simply is a plenary grant of power to the states to do whatever they want. Um, well, it doesn't do that. It doesn't, I didn't say that. It doesn't say states can do whatever they wanna do. It has to be within the statutory restrictions and it cannot be contrary to federal law. Well, and, and the point that I'm making is that Buck v. Bell has never been overturned. So that's why I say the deeper argument is about natural rights. Okay. I don't think the state has the power to sterilize someone, just as I don't think it has the power to imprison people in their homes using executive edicts and indefinite states of emergency. You know, California is in a is in a two-year state of emergency over COVID. Th that's not an emergency. We have legislatures for a reason. And And on that point, if I can continue, um, the, the Constitution, the deepest law in the United States, says that the legislative powers are granted to Congress alone. Congress cannot give up its legislative powers to an executive agency. They've done it, and no one opposes them for having done so, but that is a huge problem. OSHA has rulemaking and lawmaking authority, but they shouldn't. And, and my argument is, is on that deeper grounds. Congress has abdicated its responsibility. And, and that's a huge problem. And I want to All see right, them. All right, So let me, let me take you back to the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution, Section 2B. 
uh, public law 91-596. The U.S. Constitution under Article 1, I think it's Section 8, Clause 3, says that the United States Congress can create these administrative bodies based on the U.S. Constitution Commerce Clause. When you say that they are basically giving up their legislative authority, they were created by way of legislative authority in order to enact not only administrative policy, but also administrative law. Do you read the Constitution differently than I do? Yeah, absolutely. And I okay. would say that the reason is that, you know, if, if an executive agent is making law, James Madison uh, said that when you combine the powers of government, the executive and the legislative are combined, you get tyranny. And that's exactly what we see now. You know, when you give OSHA the power to make rules, Congress, I would love to see Congress try and vote on a vaccine mandate for the whole country. Um, and I don't think you're going to see that because that would be hugely uh, Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But Josiah, think about it, right? I do think you're incorrect in your stating of this. I encourage you to read United States versus Darby, which had this very same question about OSHA and regulatory agencies created by the United States Congress. But let me take you somewhere else because you said something interesting about natural rights, okay? And about um, you owning your own body. Yes. Do you think it has been against the law? Because remember, 100% of all states in the United States of America engage in mandated vaccinations, all of them. And that's for public schools primarily and over 90% of private institutions and the vast majority of public and private colleges require a vaccination regimen in order to attend. Have they been violating the law since day one? I would say that one of the things that's come out in the COVID crisis is that I'm now becoming more and more skeptical of the sort of biomedical interventions that have been traditional in our regime, at least for the last hundred years. Um, a good uh, starting point is the case of um, Typhoid Mary, an Irish immigrant woman who was accused of being an asymptomatic spreader of typhus. She was imprisoned by the New York Public Health Authority for the last three decades of her life without a trial. And though the Congress or the Supreme Court has never ruled on stuff like that, I think there's a problem there. I don't and like that case. That case lacked due process. I agree with you in that sentiment, but you did not answer my question. I only have a few minutes. Yeah, Do yeah, yeah. you believe that longstanding law and longstanding common law of every state in the United States of America mandating K through 12 education, mandating vaccinations for students, private institutions, vast majority, colleges, universities, vast majority of them also mandate a vaccination regimen for the safety and a safety protocol for all students. Have they been in violation of law? If so, insofar as you have mandatory vaccinations that have no ability to to say, look, I don't want to do it and I can get out of it, then yes, I think they. But Josiah, that's no mandatory vaccination has a concrete solid. You have to get it without exception, even the one that you have an issue with, which is Joe Biden's executive order provides the same exceptions as every single state mandate of the vaccination for other things. So in the executive order, you have religious exemption. You have philosophical differences exemption. You also have medical exemption. You have exemptions and you have a test out exemption in the executive order. So if you're saying it's not a mandate, as long as you have reasonable exceptions, that's contrary to what you said in the beginning of this discussion, that you still call Biden's executive order a mandate rather than a protocol, but you just called it a protocol rather than a mandate. 
Well, I would I would argue that the the question about the specific types of so for one you have to decide whether or not the exemptions will actually be granted to individuals. They have been granted. But the 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 deeper problem, the deeper point that I would make is that mandatory vaccination simply should never be mandated. That that's that's there's a problem there. And so if you can say, well, my religious beliefs, I want to exempt myself from the biomedical security state. I would argue that the the deeper, more fundamental point is to say, look, I own my body and I want to have the right to to get out from under these regulations. So I would say that, yes, insofar as the states impose these vaccination mandates, even with exemptions, I think they shouldn't. I don't think that's so interesting. Josiah, you're making the same point the executive order makes. You just said, hey, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. That's called philosophical difference, right? There's an exception for philosophical differences. The fundamental problem is administrative law. The president and OSHA should not. Well, you got a problem with the Constitution. And neither should. If you have a problem with administrative law, you have a problem with the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution. I have a problem with the readings of the Constitution given in the 1930s. That's a huge problem, and I think that's wrong. I would argue I'm right, and the past 100 years of American jurisprudence on a subject is dead wrong. And okay. uh, I'll defend that claim anytime, anywhere. And, I, of right. course, I'm glad to be here and to do it uh, with you, Dr. Ritchie. Uh, it's a pleasure, of course. Listen, man, it's been fun. We're going to have you back, okay? I appreciate absolutely. your argument. Yeah, absolutely. This has been uh, this has been great. This has been yeah. great. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir.